The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Frank, the Rav of Yerushalayim, lived on the first floor of an apartment building, and they would have minyanim in the corridor in front of his apartment. One day, Ritzi Pesach is sitting in the corridor a few minutes before Mincha, and a fellow walks in. The guy's not wearing a yarmulke. He's got a massive mane of hair. He's wearing short pants. And he walks in, and he says, What time is Mincha exactly? And Ritzi Pesach says, Five, ten minutes, we're starting. The fellow says, Toda. Comes back about five, ten minutes later, still wearing his short pants. His mane is pulled back, and he's clipped down one of these wrinkled, like, cloth yarmulkes. He goes up to Ritzi Pesach, and he says, Can I dive for the yarmulke? Pesach says, with pleasure. The guy davens for the Yomid. He says, Kaddish, and he leaves. A number of the other mispaun who are on Nashim Chashubim, very prestigious, turn to Ritzi Pesach, and they said, Ritzi Pesach, how can you let the guy daven for the Yomid? He was wearing short pants. How lucky now I wear short pants? And is he even from? Ritzi Pesach says, it was the right thing. If I wasn't going to let him daven for the Yomid, who was going to let him daven for the Yomid? The next morning at 7 a.m., the fellow shows up for Shachars again. But this time, He's wearing long pants. He's wearing a more mechobedikei yarmulke and a jacket. And he asks again if he could daven for the yomid. Pesach Frank says, of course. And again he davens for the yomid. And again he says, Kaddish. Some time passes, and the fellow keeps coming for davening, keeps coming for davening, but he never stays longer than the last Kaddish. He dashes out. The second davening is over. One day, he stayed a little longer. Rabbi Pesach calls him over. Rabbi Pesach says to him, Aleichem, what's your name and who are you? And the fellow says, I am a secular Jew, and I on a totally secular, maybe even anti-religious kibbutz, near the Yam HaMelech. My 96-year-old mother passed away, and when she was on her deathbed, she called me over, and she said, promise me you're going to say Kaddish. And I said, me, say Kaddish, I'm not from. She goes, please, it means the world to me. And I said, okay, I'm going to make you the following deal. When, after you pass away, I'm going to go, and I'm going to walk into a shul. And the first shul that I walk into, I'm going to ask to daven for the Ahmed. If they let me daven for the Ahmed, then I'll continue saying Kaddish until the end of 11 months. But if they don't let me daven for the Ahmed, I'm putter from my shua, I'm putter from the kabbal that I'm accepted upon myself, and I'm never saying Kaddish for you again. Mo said, okay, try it. The fellow says, that mincha that I came in with no yarmulke, that was the time I was coming into a shul. I have no idea why I walked into where you are. Someone maybe told me on the street there's a mincha there. And you accepted me, and you let me daven for the Ahmed. And look, I haven't missed a day. I've been davening for the Ahmed ever since. And Tzvi Pesach was very nostalgic. She was emotionally moved. And he hugged the fellow and he says, Ah, halavai, I would have the type of kibbutz aim that you have. Your mamish at tzaddik. And the fellow left. The fellow didn't come back for a while. And Ritzvi Pesach was nervous that maybe he said something that turned the fellow off. But a few months later, the fellow shows up one day. He's wearing a white shirt. He doesn't have the mane of hair anymore. He's wearing a jacket and a hat. And he asks if he could daven for the yomid. And after davening, he comes over to Ritzvi Pesach and he says to Ritzvi Pesach, You should know something that after the love that you showed me and your kindness and care and compassion, you ignited a certain spark inside of me and I decided I want to be Chayzer B'Tshuva. And I went to a place where I could start learning again. Rebbe, he says, I'm Shemit Torah Mitzvah today. And it's all because you accepted me. That's the godless of a gadol. But there is a sequel to the story. They told the story over to Rav Gershon Edelstein, Zechad Levracha. And they said, Lemaisa. Lemaisa, how could he let the guy daven for the Yomit? There's halacha and there's halacha. You're not supposed to daven in short pants. And who says the fellow Reb Gershon, who was very nisragish by the story, because that's who Reb Gershon was. Reb Gershon said, I want to tell you something. There's halacha and shulchan aruch, that if there's a young lady who leaves on Shabbos to Shemad, she wants to chas v'shalom, move in with a guy, and she wants to perhaps convert to Christianity, you're allowed to be mechal Shabbos to save her. So fair halacha and shulchan aruch. He said that moment, when Reb Tzvi Pesach Frank gave that guy to daven for the Yom, was a, was a moment of pikuach nefesh. 
How would Tzvi Pesach understood that? We don't know. But when you're on the level of a godless, like Rabbi Pesach Frank, your neshama senses what's right and what's wrong. And what he did was amazing. And for all we know, that fellow has children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren who are all B'nai Torah today because of the split-second decision that Rabbi Pesach made to accept him and to show him love. The story is such a mechaev. That's the way one does teichacha. That's the way that one gives reproof. That's the way that one brings a person back in shuva with incredible avas Yisrael. It's such a Musar Haskell and a mandate for each and every one of us of how we interact with the people that are around us, particularly the people that may not be exactly the way that we are, dressed the way that we are. Shem should help us show them love and bring them back. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.